Hello, and welcome to Longwood GradCast Beyond the Degree. I'm your host and Assistant Dean of the College of Graduate and Professional Studies, Dr. Sarah Tanner Anderson. In this series, we'll dive deep into the stories of Longwood University's graduate and professional studies alumni, students, and faculty who are achieving remarkable success. Whether you're an aspiring graduate student, a proud alum, or simply curious about the extraordinary journeys our Longwood graduates take beyond their degree, this podcast is your backstage pass to the transformative power of education coupled with determination. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and awed by stories that prove there are no limits to what a Longwood Lancer can achieve. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Longwood GradCast Beyond the Degree. Today, we have with us Maddie Homey, who is a double Lancer. She completed both her bachelor's and her master's at Longwood. Maddie, it's so great to have you with us today. It is great to be here. Great to talk to you today, Sarah. Thank you so much. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, your journey? Just tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely. I started at Longwood in 2017 as a young freshman. I was ready to go as a member of the women's soccer team, which is how I found my way to Longwood in tiny Farmville, Virginia from Frederick, Maryland. Not too far away, but it's definitely not a school that I had heard about until soccer kind of introduced me to it. So I feel incredibly fortunate that I had that experience and ended up there because it led to me staying a fifth year and receiving my master's degree from Longwood University as well. So I am super proud to be a double Lancer and to have had the opportunities I did while I was there as a graduate assistant, many other jobs on campus, organizations, you name it. It was an incredible experience and I have lots of love for Longwood. Oh, I love it. And I, too, am a double Lancer alumna as well. And so I always have much love for my double Lancer folks. So, so excited to talk to you a little bit about your pathway, how you experienced your graduate program. And I'm really interested to know what inspired you to get a master's degree here at Longwood. So honestly, I came into Longwood and I was a little bit unsure what I wanted to do. I started out as a graphic design major and actually changed that before I even started freshman year into education. And so as I was starting, I wasn't totally sure what grade level, what subject I wanted to teach, but I did have an interest in health and physical education. And so knowing that Longwood had a plus one year program where I could leave in just five years with a master's degree was definitely an attractive feature. And I was debating that sort of my freshman year a little bit, but never was fully committed or decided until I unfortunately tore my ACL and missed a season of my soccer career. And so I feel like the stars aligned and I was meant to stay that extra year to play soccer and go ahead and pursue my master's degree in health and PE, which has been extremely rewarding. I think it's a subject matter and a degree that really fits me as a person and my entire lifestyle and everything I've been involved in up until this point. Awesome. Thank you for that. And I'm wondering, too, you mentioned a little bit earlier on about your graduate assistantship and how did that play out in your time here at Longwood? My graduate assistantship was an incredibly rewarding opportunity. I was able to work as the graduate assistant for the marketing director in the graduate college at Longwood, which was awesome. Jamie was the best role model, supervisor, mentor, all of the things that I could have had. And it was not necessarily a field that I thought I would get into and 
I knew I would enjoy it. I've always enjoyed kind of graphic design, being able to do some graphic art, design flyers, social media posts, you name it. I've always enjoyed that. But to combine that with helping students find their way into a master's degree or program as well, just because I felt like I had a great place there, made it even more meaningful. And so I'm really glad that I went ahead and decided it would be worthwhile to, as I was pursuing a fully online program, work on campus. I was still going to be around. And so it just, it really fit my life and it made sense, gave me the structure that I need as a busy person to fill my day and then still have classes after as well. And the office that I got to work with is just incredible. So I cannot say enough good things about my graduate assistantship experience. That's fantastic. And it sounds like you had a tremendous opportunity to develop some skills and strategies for the workplace that you didn't even know would come in handy. So that sounds really wonderful. So thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned soccer, you mentioned academics and graduate assistantship. How did you juggle all of that as far as your time commitments? What can you share about that? It was definitely a lot. I was pretty used to being the do-it-all person. It's just how I'm wired. And I sometimes sit down and I don't have something to do. I'm like, well, I need something now. And so (laughs) it just worked out. Let's fill the plate. Let's pile everything on. But it was never about engaging in something that wasn't a passion for me. And so making sure that it's easy to give a lot and fill your time when it's something that you care about and you're interested in. And really any that was connected to Longwood I loved. I love the place. It's phenomenal. And all of the organizations and experiences I had were great. I wouldn't say that it's easy to juggle so many things. It helps to be a very organized person. I have the Google Calendar that's got XYZ listed all the way down. And by the hour, it's pretty much scheduled out for me. I've got lists on sticky notes, lists on my phone, all over the place. But the kind of chaotic organization just works for me. And Everything comes together. I was able to juggle a lot of those things, mostly because I do think I have organizational skills. I have time management skills that work. I'm a pretty efficient person and I use my resources as well. But I had built up to that even through high school and through my undergrad experience. I took on a lot of things just to get to a place where it became second nature and I was ready to continue to give to those many things. That's excellent. And I know you mentioned time management, all the calendars, all the checklists, all the post-it notes. What advice might you give to a student who is finding that they're trying to juggle maybe perhaps full-time work commitments? Maybe they also coach or they have second jobs or families or all the things. What advice might you give to someone who's struggling to, to juggle everything? I would say, first and foremost, if you're considering that from a graduate educational experience, it's doable. Especially at Longwood, I think that anyone can fit a master's program into their lives. Whether you are the coach, a parent, you're teaching, you're working full time, whatever it is, it really does fit and you have faculty there that are willing to work with you. And so that is an incredibly helpful piece of it, first of all. Second, I would say build those skills. Do it. You can find the things that you really enjoy and have time for and maybe you take a step back from the things that you don't enjoy so much, but you're not going to know those things unless you dive in and maybe try it and then say, hey, enough is enough. I can't really take this on my plate right now, but maybe you can delegate a little bit. You can work with someone else. You can share that load. So there's a lot of strategies you can use. I think at Longwood specifically, you have a village behind you. And so on those days where it, it gets tough and you're feeling like it's overwhelming and it's a lot to take on, 
just know that there are people in your corner and there are people that will help you, whether it's with those organizational skills or just managing whatever the responsibilities and expectations are. I think that it is doable and also know that the busy times won't last forever. There's always that next break. And I think that's something that helped me as well, like knowing, hey, I can put in a couple tough weeks and I can grind some things out here for a little while so that in three weeks when we get to winter break, I can fully enjoy that time as well. So the work hard, play hard mentality, if you can adopt that, I think it can go a long way for you. What great advice. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I also know if you've not mentioned it before, you are currently employing these skills and strategies in your real time life um, as well. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do during your days now? Absolutely. I am in my first year teaching at Jefferson Forest High School in Bedford County, Virginia, not too far from Farmville, just an hour or so down the road, a little bit past Lynchburg. So it has been an awesome first year. It's a great place to be. I am teaching ninth grade health and physical education. So really applying everything I've learned, that education background, my soccer experience, and then also my master's degree in health and physical education obviously plays a huge role. And you also have that part-time marketing role. And so you're able to collapse all of this into the various roles and responsibilities throughout your days. So you were also, if I'm not mistaken, a representative for the National Student Athlete Advisory Committee on top of all of that. So now you teaching high school physical education and also serving in part-time marketing. What unique perspectives have you gained from all of these roles and how might you see them complementing each other? I definitely have had some unique experiences that I think bring perspective to everything that I do. And so as a member of the National Student Athlete Advisory Committee, known as SAC, I was able to work with one representative from every Division I conference in the country. And we collaborated on how can we advocate for student athletes? How can we be the voice for those individuals? And there's a lot of complicated topics that have been in the news, if you follow college athletics at all, in the last couple years, there's the transfer portal, there's name image likeness known as NIL, there's legality issues of athletes as employees, so many things going on. And so I had a very unique experience there. But I think some of the biggest topics that I've seen I can take away and translate now is first and foremost, mental health and all the things that come with it. Sure, college students are very different than my ninth graders, my high schoolers, but there's themes that you see embedded throughout. And so thinking about how we address some of those issues on that national scale and the way that people came together and collaborated to address those topics, it's inspiring to me to know that work is being done that will hopefully trickle down and it will help those other students. But I can take away some of those skills to be able to have conversations with my young people. And some of them are athletes. They could be on national SAC one day in my former position. And it would be amazing to see them continue that work and just to see where we would be at that point. So I'd say that's one way some of these roles merge. I also think my continued role after my graduate assistantship and now part-time position with the graduate college in marketing, I'm still able to do something that I love, work with people who are awesome, stay connected to Longwood, so many positives to that, but also ways that it can translate into my current role, my full-time role. As if you think about young people, social media is huge. And I did not really know going into Longwood 
I knew that we had a lot of education programs, even at the graduate level, but I didn't know too much specifically about them. And so I don't think it's too soon for these high schoolers to know about the opportunities out there for them, to know how important what they're doing now is for in three, four years when they do get to college, if that's the avenue they want to pursue. Especially some of my athletes, I feel like I can connect with them on the recruiting process they're going to follow if they're interested in playing in college. And so there's so many things that sort of social media presence that they have in their lives. It's unique to see how their brains work and think about the things that they do and then translate that into my work still with Longwood as well. That's excellent. And it seems like you have such a unique perspective with really a pulse on a whole new generation of uh, students and potential applicants and also athletes in a way that really shapes the work that we can continue to do here, particularly through marketing. So we really appreciate you having that unique perspective. But as if you don't have everything else going on in your life, Maddie, you also have recently taken on a role as an NCAA soccer referee. Is that right? That is correct. This fall was my first season as a college referee. So that was awesome as well. Definitely exciting. So what motivated you to become a referee? And how are you using that experience to impact your perspective? Yeah, I've been officiating since I was, I don't know, maybe a sophomore in high school. I think I started, which pretty young then. The kids that were playing weren't too much younger than me for some of those games. But I started at a pretty early age and carried through the rest of my high school time. I still reffed a little bit through college, but it was more so breaks when I was home and able to because I was connected there. And then actually staying for a fifth year and getting my master's degree, finished my college soccer career in the fall. And it opened up the door that, hey, I don't have a spring season because it was hard to. I could have been an official and reffed in that area throughout the college career, but I was playing soccer. And so I had practice every day at the time or you had games on the weekend. And so that final spring when I was there for an extra year, I got into the high school refing sector for Virginia High School League games. And then once I was more so in this Lynchburg, Bedford area, I did so last spring as well. And a lot of the individuals here are college officials. And so I was like, huh, that could be me maybe. I'm just finished playing my career why not translate, still stay connected to the game, get some exercise, make an impact in some way. Making a little bit of money is obviously a good plus as well. And so it's just something that's interesting to me. It's a little bit of an odd avenue you would never really think to pursue, but I think it's a unique job that someone could get when they're young. And if you really wanted to, it could take you places. I think I've been fortunate that soccer in itself and even some experiences I've had at Longwood allowed me to travel and the possibility that I could be an official and get to a level where they'll fly me to a game somewhere or something like that. That is a unique opportunity as well. And so even just being a female role model, a young person out there doing it for others to see me, I hope that it's able to make a meaningful impact for them. And pardon me for geeking out, but I just think that's so cool. And I love that you're able to stay connected to your local community, but also that you've been able to branch out uh, at the national level and at the state level as well. So I guess in that vein, what are you most proud of? What initiatives are you most proud of as part of that whole process? That's tough. I feel like I'm very much a kind of grassroots, hands-on, start-from-the-bottom type of person. I think that it's amazing to go out and make monumental, large, structural changes, but I love being able to impact the individual level, and it doesn't have to be directly. So thinking about as a referee, 
I might go be an official for a college women's game and they see a young female out there, which they don't see very often. It tends to be a pretty male dominated field. And so I'm not directly telling them like, hey, you should do this. But just having it in the back of their mind, I like being able to feel like I can make an impact and change in those small ways. And although it's not a specific initiative, just those little things. And it applies the same way in my teaching career, being able to have conversations with students that hopefully resonate with them and hopefully inspire them to pursue whatever passion they have. I have definitely touched my toes in all kinds of different fields and activities and organizations. And so I believe that you can do it all. And maybe it's harder to make a large impact in one thing if you're trying to spread a little bit thin, but you're able to make a broad impact in small bits, if that makes sense. So that has been an important thing for me. And I do think there's initiatives I'm proud of on a more very clear way with NCAA SAC. It was awesome. Some of the initiatives we were able to push forward in the few years I was a part of that group. For example, the new NCAA constitution was written and being able to have a role in kind of what does this new age and transition in college athletics look like for student athletes specifically and the voice that they can have on topics like mental health, on everything, like how can they communicate with their athletic directors and faculty on campus to improve their experience? How can we ensure they have the proper medical treatment they need, the nutrition, you name it? I feel like we were able to put some proposals out there and take action on some really important topics there. And I'm pretty proud to be a part of that group and such a dedicated group of individuals. And you should be proud. And I would have to disagree with you that they're small things. I think the small things add up to be very big things. And so it seems like you are making a very big impact in all of the work that you do. And beyond just Longwood and what you've contributed here at Longwood, you are making great strides, big and small ways across really our state and also across our nation. So thank you for the all that you do. And I'm interested too, once you graduate and you get ready to move on and do different things, you, like me, drawn back to Longwood and want to keep contributing to Longwood. So what is it that that makes you and motivates you to keep giving back to Longwood and staying connected to your alma mater in the ways that you have? You gave me chills thinking about that a little bit just because I thought back immediately the first time I stepped onto campus at Longwood was with my club soccer team. We had a tournament in Richmond and my entire team, my dad was my coach for a couple years, but he would take us to different universities wherever we were so that we could tour and get a feel for places. And just, we were all going through the recruiting process and we went to Longwood. And again, I have chills thinking about it. It felt like home. It really did. Just made me like, that was where I wanted to be. And I knew that it was the right fit. I was fortunate to have the most incredible coaching staff that also made it feel like home. But it spread so far beyond just the coaching staff and my soccer experience. It was every single staff member on campus. Like I said before, it's a village behind you. They want you to succeed. They will jump over so many hoops to get you there and to help you in any way. Just even thinking about my, the relationship I've had with you, although I never knew you super well until maybe my graduate assistantship experience and all of that. I feel like if I called you, you'd be like, yeah, I got your back. I just think that is so special to be able to have that relationship 
with anyone on campus, even if you did not necessarily take a class with them or you weren't a part of a club that they help run, things like that. You just make such deep connections and people really have your back. And so I want to be able to give back to the university that gave me so much. And I had experience beyond even everything we talked about with alternative breaks, for example. I was able to go on an incredible trips as a 20-something year old or 18, 19 even, and do service with students who were also just citizen leaders and incredible. And I want others to be able to experience that. I want others to know how incredible of a place it is. And so being able to keep working in my marketing role with the graduate college, that gives me one opportunity to make that impact. Maybe some others will find Longwood come for their master's program. Even if they're not a double Lancer, they'll be a one-time Lancer. And that is great, whether it's undergrad or graduate degree. And so I, I just love Longwood. I love talking about it. Even now, my dad still coaches. And if he's got some girls looking to play college soccer, I'll be like, yes, Longwood, go take a look. It's just a great place. So I love staying connected and being able to still work with some of the incredible people that I've been able to work with. You've given me chills as well, because I think if you have ever been to this campus, you can remember the first time that you came to Longwood and how much it, it shapes you and it changes you as a person and as a professional. So you shared many different ways that you have really grown as a citizen leader, as an athlete, and as a graduate student. Are there any challenges that you might be willing to share maybe that taught you some valuable lessons as you've grown in all of those roles here at Longwood? Absolutely. There are always challenges. I'd be amiss to, to not say that there are. I think one of the biggest challenges through my undergraduate and a little bit into my graduate experience is there's not always people that maybe have that same passion and excitement that you might have. And so thinking about whether it's on a team, in an organization, I always felt so inspired and motivated to do all of these things that we're talking about. And come on, let's make this happen. And I want everyone else to have that same excitement, but you can't force it. Some people just don't have that. And I guess accepting that not everyone is wired the same. Some people might just be there simply to get a degree and that's okay, but it can be hard to accept that, especially if someone joins an organization, they're part of a group and they are not giving 100%. That was something that I had to wrestle with a lot. Think it's better now. That's life. It's never going to go away. It's the same thing. And any career you might have, there's going to be people that give a lot and those that don't, they're just getting through the day. And that's fine. Sometimes I'm getting through the day too. But that was definitely one thing that was hard to accept. I think also on the same line, wanting to make that impact. And sometimes you hit some roadblocks, whether that is just this, we don't have the resources to make this happen. And that's one thing, a challenge of being part of National SAC was that I would be in a room sharing a space with individuals from Virginia Tech, UVA, just thinking about not actually both of those places, but thinking about some larger schools in our state and ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, all of these huge powerhouse institutions. And I love Longwood, but we will never have those resources to the same degree that some of those other places have. And so the feasibility of making some of these big ideas and these things you want to happen is not always possible. And so if you're talking about some of the topics like mental health, to see all the resources that they had, it was hard to say, I wish we could give more to our athletes here. So both of those, I would say, are challenges. Of course, there's other ones as well. There are 
the just times where taking everything on becomes a lot and you need that break or your body tells you you need the break because you start feeling sick and broken down, whatever it is. For me personally, my ACL tear injury was a huge challenge in my college career, made me stronger, made me a better person. You learn a lot from that. But even now, I anytime I see someone with a little knee injury or anything, I just I get such pains for them because it's not an experience I want anyone to have to go through. It just hurts me to think about it again. Can't imagine those who even tear it, come back and tear it again. Just awful. So that was definitely a challenge. But I think in the end, it was a positive challenge. And it also led to my master's degree and a fifth year at Longwood. So all great things. Come back, stay an extra year when you are a better leader, have more experience and more to offer. So there are positives that come with the negatives as well. I love that. That's uplifting and such a a great message for you to share, Maddie. I appreciate that. So looking ahead, since you've done so much, what are your aspirations for the future? And how do you think your current role now will evolve in the coming years to strengthen your leadership? That is a great question. And I wish I had some (laughs) great answer to give you. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's funny. I joke all the time that I someone says, I don't know what I want to do. And I think back to me committing to go to Longwood. I didn't know you're 18 years old when you start college-ish, more or less. And when I committed, I think I was 16, making a huge decision for your life that can change the trajectory of it. And for me, it did. I think about all the experiences I had. But I'm now many years older, and I still don't know what I want to do. I do think that I'm enjoying my first year teaching. It's an adjustment without a doubt, but I am enjoying it. However, I still love the work that I do in marketing and working with the graduate college. I love being able to referee college soccer games. And I think about where that could take me and maybe become a a FIFA referee one day. That's a big dream, but it could happen. There are things that are possible. And so I've thought about a lot. I did work a good bit throughout my career on campus in the athletic department. And I thought for a while that college athletics was my path, maybe be an athletic director eventually, maybe some sort of student engagement role, something along those lines, maybe combine the marketing piece and do athletics communications. I had a lot of different interests, and I think my role on the campus, Big South and national level in SAC, exposed me to a lot of that as well. And so I just, I'm not sure. There are a lot of doors that are open. I am enjoying my teaching for now, but I'm also excited to have my foot in multiple doors still, not necessarily give those up and see where life takes me. I think that is a completely appropriate answer and one that is almost, I don't know, it's uplifting to me to think there's so many doors out there, who knows which one will open and where it might take you. But being open to any sort of pursuit, I think, is wise. And so I'm wondering if you were to take a couple of steps back and give some advice to a young Maddie Homie at the beginning of this journey. What advice might you give to yourself all those years later, seeing where you are now? I think I said, someone else asked me this once upon a time, and I think I said to do all the things. And I still agree to do all the things. But for me, that was hard. It's still hard, but especially years ago, it was really hard. I am a I'm a planner to the core. And so not having a clear plan can be can be a challenge for me if you want to think about another challenge. And so throwing the plans away sometimes 
I think is okay. And that's a big message I would want to tell myself. I have so many possibilities and I'm not locked into any of them. I can do something for 10 years and decide I really miss the involvement I had in college athletics and you can always go back and switch. And so I think that is a huge message I would want to tell myself is don't feel like you're stuck with one thing and there is one path. You're not locked in. I know I had a challenge with that as well, just choosing a major and honing in on health and physical education as a master's degree. You're not pigeonholed with that. You have opportunities still. Take advantage of them. You can pursue a graduate assistantship in something that you've never experienced before, but you just have a little bit of interest in, and it can open a whole new door, just like it did for me. And who knows if that becomes a career instead. What you think your whole life might be could change anytime. And so I would definitely tell myself to keep those doors open and know that it's okay not to have a plan. Maddie, you have shared such great nuggets of wisdom for us today. And I just wonder, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about your pathway or future pursuit? I don't know that I have much left other than just I hope that everyone, if you're considering a graduate degree, a graduate assistantship, Longwood in general, whether for undergrad, graduate experience, you name it, do it. Join all the clubs, all the organizations, make all the connections with all the people. You will get so much more out of it than you ever thought was possible. What excellent advice. Thank you so much for your time today, Maddie. We really appreciate you sharing your time and talents with us today. And we can't wait to see you all next time. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Longwood GradCast Beyond the Degree. We hope these stories have sparked motivation and empowerment, shining a spotlight on the incredible potential within Longwood's graduate and professional studies community. Leadership is in our blood. Is it in yours? We're here to support your educational journey and career aspirations. To explore our graduate programs and professional endorsement, head over to our website at longwood.edu slash gradprograms.